the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband Brian is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Hello, Biblical Citizens. Happy June. I hope you had a relaxing and memorable Memorial Day. Today, Kathleen and I are going to review some major topics that should be in the news, but they often aren't. We're going to update you on CBDCs, that's Central Bank Digital Currency, and review why that is so important. We're going to look at new revelations about some of the lies of the COVID pandemic and cover-up. We're going to talk about the culture war going on right now around transgenderism, including things like Target. And finally, we're going to review a just-released survey on what our country, where our country's at regarding fundamental belief in God. So should be fun, Kath. Yes, it should. Uh, there are many things going on. Let's start with central bank digital currency. This is one of the biggest threats that we have seen to our way of life, our very civilization. And are they talking about it much in the media? No, they're not. But let's just a brief review of what it is. It would be where the current diversity of private banks and cash would be eliminated. All bank accounts would be centralized into a digital account in the Federal Reserve. And if this were implemented, the government would have full surveillance over and control over every transaction of every citizen. And this is not far-fetched. They have already implemented this system in China. The CCP can cut off your money faster than you can say, Canadian truckers. Because maybe you criticize the government, because you participated in a protest, because you refused a vaccine, because you have used too many carbon credits, or any one of a number of arbitrary reasons. And the, and the reasons that they can cut you off are getting smaller and smaller, aren't they, Brian? Yeah, I just I have a good friend that got back within the last month or two from China, a business trip, and he had a driver taking him around, and they needed to get gas, so they pulled into a gas station, all normal so far. But as soon as the driver pulled up, he saw the driver got out, and there was a facial recognition camera. It identified who he was, and it posted his social credit score. Now, thankfully for them, his social credit score was high enough that they could actually get gas. Then the driver gets back in the car and says to my friend, hey, if you turn off your phone, I'll tell you something else. And so he said, this has really been bothering me. They just added another criterion to social credit scores. And it says, if you have a dog, your leash for the dog can only be one meter long. That's about three feet. If you have a longer leash for your dog, 
It's a ding on your social credit score. So that's what they're living with. Wow. They're even telling you how to walk your dog. So this is not, as I said, far-fetched. The Biden administration has already issued an executive order, EO-4067, getting the ball rolling to explore a central bank digital currency here in the United States. This was in March of this year. The good news is people are becoming more aware of this. There are 10 states that have already outlawed CBDCs in their states, including Florida. Now, of course, Governor Ron DeSantis is on the forefront of speaking out about this. He said in a press release on Monday that his push to ban CBDCs aims to, quote, protect Florida consumers and businesses from the reckless adoption of a centralized digital dollar, which will stifle innovation. It will, he will not and promote government-sanctioned surveillance. He said Florida will not side with the economic central planners. And he's running for president, so he's becoming one of the ones that is warning the people about this. So there are two bills in Congress that will outlaw CBDCs as well, H.R. 1122 and S-887. We urge our listeners to pray these bills are passed. Write to your congressman. Urge that they pass these bills. doesn't have to be elaborate. Just send an email or call and say, no to any form of central bank digital currency. Please pass H.R. 1122 and S-887. It only takes a few minutes. And they are they they will become aware that the people know about this, and we need to protect ourselves. So before I want to t- uh, move on to our next topic, I I do want to give a little background of where this idea of CBDCs even came from, because it's so tied in to what is going on. We recommend a book that helps us understand why the world is the way we are the way it is today. Uh, the book is Technocracy Rising, The Trojan Horse of Global Transformation. And it's a very interesting book. It hit, traces the history of this whole idea. It's by Patrick Wood, and we actually did a podcast on it about a year and a half ago. We interviewed him. He, It's episode number 75, if you want to access that. And we're going to actually run that next week because it's just so central, so to speak, to what's going on right now. Yes, the, the idea of this whole, you know, technocracy that's trying to implement itself in our government, and it has been actually for decades. But it's the group, it's the belief that an elitist group of, quote, scientists, end quote, experts will control all the resources and all the people of the world bypass the representative government, bypass any democracy. They don't want to have us to have a say in anything. They just will control everything and, you know, dole out to the people what they think they need. And elections would just be a facade like they were in the former Soviet Union where the leaders, they had elections, and guess what? The leaders always got 99% of the vote. They'd probably do the same thing here, but they don't want it to have any real impact. Right. It's all a show, but they control all the resources and all the people. And they're doing it in China already. But this movement, and Patrick Reed goes into the history, got going after the Great Depression. 
because they're these intellectuals, these technocrats believed that capitalism had failed and so they're going to take it over and do a better job than a free market and this idea became prominent in nazi germany they implemented it with a vengeance that's what happened we saw what happened there but in 1973 david rockefeller and his other super billionaire friends founded the trilateral commission not a lot of people are aware of this, but you may have heard of it. But then President Jimmy Carter proceeded to fill his cabinet and the executive branch with trilateralist technocrats like Cyrus Vance and Zbigniew Brzezinski. And so our government has been infiltrated with high-level technocrats ever since. Technocrats are behind the push to take lawmaking out of the hands of legislators and put it in the hands of government agencies like the CDC the EPA and the CIA. Technocrats are behind the so-called Green New Deal and the climate change alarmism. A lot of the people are on the boards of... A lot of the same people are on the boards of the Trilateral Commission and the World Economic Forum. They want to have a universal app like they have in China where everyone's information is digitized and the government controls everyone through it. And but, they do all their banking, by the way, through the centralized app. Yeah. They, they have the centralized bank. Yeah. We actually have heard Elon Musk talk about that, wanting to have a centralized app. Something to be careful of. But a very important point that I didn't know until I read this book is that you know Patrick Wood's book names names. He tells the history of how this godless system got entrenched in our government, but also that it was a cadre of technocrats like Henry Kissinger, who's been a traitor to our country for 50 years. But Kissinger and Rockefeller are the ones that opened up China to the big corporations and implemented technocracy. We were told that it was capitalism. Oh, now they're having more capitalism in in China. No, it's surveillance, capitalism, and technocracy and then we wonder why technocrats like Bill Gates, Justin Trudeau, and even Elon Musk have said right out that they admire the system of government in China. Well, it's no wonder they're the ones that set it up there in the first place. You know, just one quick example of how that works in China. Again, another example. Last fall, they had an outbreak, as you may recall, of COVID. This was in the so-called mainstream media. So there were protests in all the major cities of China. And then the government applied the digital technocracy. What they did, they have facial recognition cameras all over the country. They identified who these thousands and thousands of protesters were. And with one click of a button at the central government, they gave all those protesters a COVID red designation. That means you have active COVID and you have to be locked up either in your apartment or in a camp. Now, of course, these people didn't all have active COVID, but it was a way the government digitally could, in effect, turn these protesters off. So that's that's the kind of thing that we, I don't think we want over here. But let's let's move on to our next uh, topic. Well, once again, we just we recommend the book Technocracy Rising: Trojan Horse of Global Transformation by Patrick Wood, and that you write your congressman. So, um, another topic. Yes, we have talked about quite a bit over the last three years since we started doing this show is COVID and the whole 
pandemic, pandemic, the lockdowns, the stuff behind it. Well, there's been some very significant information that has come out just in the last two weeks. It was reported, I know we saw it in the Epic Times, there's a paper that came out May 15th, 2023, that was really a study done inside the Pentagon three years ago. This study was completed and published within the Pentagon May 26th, 2020, and it was done by Commander John Paul Cretien, a Navy doctor, and Robert Cutlip, a research scientist in the Defense Intelligence Agency, and it showed beyond a shadow of a doubt that COVID, the COVID virus, was not a naturally occurring virus. It was an engineered virus that came out of a lab. Now, have we heard this before? We've heard it said that anybody that expounded that was a crazy person or a conspiracy person, but the top people at the Pentagon knew about it because they've kept this covered up for three years. They would have kept it covered up forever, but there was a search group called Drastic, Decentralized, I know there's a lot of names, Decentralized Radical Autonomous Search Team. They got their hands on this research. They just released it. It shows that surprise surprise dr fauci was lying through his teeth nature magazine when they published in march 2020 that there was no it said laboratory-based scenario is not plausible they knew darn well they our knew darn own well department we've of been lied to by our own military by our own pentagon and so it's hard to take this is the military industrial conf- complex f- against its own people we thought it couldn't happen in America, but it is happening. And this verifies what people like Sasha Latipova have been saying for months now. Uh, she was an investigative journalist that found the government contracts between the DOD and Pfizer and some other uh, pharmaceutical companies and other contractors. It's our own Department of Defense where it's originating, this whole thing. And also... A very important speech has now been given by Dr. David E. Martin, Ph.D., and he's also been speaking out of, about this for years, since the beginning of the pandemic. But he's a, a expert in bioweapons and in patents and in international law, and he he's a brilliant person. If you listen to him speak, you just can't be help but be impressed. But he said... Before the European Union Parliament just this last month. So he testified all over the world to, and you can access that on Rumble. He, he said they've been working on this first COVID, you know, COVID coronavirus model since 1966. And then they, there was a patent filed by Pfizer on a spike protein vaccine in 1990. And then the CDC in the, in April of 2003 filed a patent on SARS coronavirus isolated from humans that they had downloaded from a sequence from China. And it, I, I got to interject one thing. You cannot patent a naturally occurring virus. That's against patent law. So the fact that they were issued a United States patent, what they patented was not a naturally occurring virus. It was a lab-created virus. Absolutely. And the U.S. Patent Office rejected the patent twice because it was illegal to do that, download it from China. But they got bribed enough 
that they did issue the patent, and it's right in the records there. And then they got a, a gain-of-function moratorium exemption so that they could keep on doing the gain-of-function research that created the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. So this is just beyond the shadow of a doubt. We have the DOD documents. We have the Patent Office documents. And then there's a, a quote that Dr. David Martin found among his papers, and may, maybe you've heard this before, but it, it shows their motivation. And I, I quote, until an infectious disease crisis is very real, present, and at the emergency threshold, it is often largely ignored. To sustain the funding base, they said, beyond the crisis, we need to increase the public understanding for the need for medical countermeasures, such as a pan-influenza or a pan-coronavirus vaccine. And then they even came out and said and admitted, a key driver is the media, and the economics will follow the hype. We need to use that hype to our advantage to get to the real issues. Investors will respond if they see profit at the end of the process. So they admit that they were using the media, that it was all hype. So we need to get the U.S. out of the WHO we need to hold Fauci accountable, and the American frontline doctors are doing that, and we need to support them. And by the way, excess deaths are still exploding. Dr. Joseph Mercola did a report on that. So our next topic, that is the update on the COVID revelations. There's no doubt about the, 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 the long-time preparation and execution of this by our own government. Yeah, a lot of stuff. You may not hear it in a lot of other places, but it's all out there if you dig for it. So uh, what else has been in the news? Well, boycotts against Bud Light. I haven't uh, drank any Bud Light lately. Actually, I never used to drink Bud Light either. But And then follow, that was followed up with a boycott of Target. And why is Target being boycotted? And we've stopped going to Target. Why have we done that? Well, Target, in anticipation of Pride Month, June, um, launched a whole line of clothes, transgender clothes, for little boys and girls, although you're probably not supposed to call them boys and girls. And these clothes were designed by a, a British designer in the UK. He has his own company called Opfallen, and he is, among other things, yes, he is a transgender himself. But besides that, people found it interesting that he was a proud member of the Church of Satan. He doesn't hide this. In fact, he incorporates satanic symbols in some of the clothing that is being sold at Target. So yes, there's a boycott going on. Target, thankfully, has lost about $14 billion already in market value, which is similar to the market value lost so far at Anheuser-Busch, makers of Bud Light. So... Everybody, it's everybody's choice, but I'm glad. I'm glad there's finally some pushback to this craziness. I mean, we just celebrated Memorial Day. We had one day for all the hundreds of thousands of soldiers who have fallen for their country. Now we get to have 30 days for Pride Month, which has increasingly become pretty much transgender Pride Month. So there is a very interesting interview also that is now out on YouTube. It's an interview with Jennifer Bilek. She's an investigative journalist that has really dug into 
the powerful men behind puberty blockers, and you can access that. But some of the, briefly, some of the points she made is that this is not a civil rights movement. They always put what they want to do in the language of rights, right? This is coming from the very top. There have been these activists, these billionaires fund activists that buy up the controlling shares of corporations, and then they can tell corporations what to do. One person they mentioned, she names all the names. Larry Fink of BlackRock is very, has a lot of influence because he owns so much. There's the Pritzker family, J.D. Pritzker, governor of Illinois, and his cousin, Jennifer Pritzker, who's really a man pretending to be a woman. They're funding a lot of it. A man named Martin Rothblatt, he's got patents on robots, and he's the founder of SiriusXM. He also pretends to be a woman. There's George Soros, the most notorious funder of in the history of the world. He's invested billions of dollars in this. And also Stryker Medical of Grand Rapids, Michigan. It used to be a good company, but now its heirs are really pushing the transgender movement. And so we want to stress also that this used to be a very... Uh, uh, a small number of people that were gender dysphoric, and it was listed as a disorder in the DSM-4 book. But now with all the propaganda, the number of people that identify as confused, gen- gender confused, has grown exponentially. Be- you know, the number of, it used to be less than 1%. Now it's up to 6% of young people identify as transgender and the number of surgeries has grown up to 300,000 per, uh, per year. I think no, we not need per to, year, but anyway, it's gone up a lot. I think we need to quickly, uh, when we're already running low on time, what are some of the motivations for this? Well, these very wealthy people, one, as we kind of stated, some of them are transgender themselves. And for whatever reason, I don't, I don't like to read motivations, but it's certainly possible that they could be trying to mainstream what their own gender confusion is. So that's one thing. Another thing is, it's related to this technocracy we were talking about. As people become detached from even the idea that they're male or female or they're non-binary, the more they become detached from, they don't know what a man or a woman is, well, pretty soon you don't know what a human is. Yeah, Isn't that the next step? You don't know what a human is, and then you're more open to things like transhumanism. So that's another thing. And a third thing is this weakens, there's no question, it weakens the military, it weakens the fabric of society, it weakens the family, it makes it easier to manipulate a society. And, and there's not, other reasons, not too. Not to mention they will make billions of dollars if they increase their market for these surgeries. Uh, one surgery of, where there's a sex change transition can go up to $350,000 per patient. Per and patient, it, plus there's all the lifetime drugs you, you need to take. Lifelong drug customers. Yeah. And then they, the young people are dependent on the medical establishment for their very lives. So the, the, there's huge money de- that they're making, and they want to – if. The, you know, if you if they do want to reproduce at some point, you have they will have to go to a fertility clinic. So there, these billionaires are investing in the surgery centers that are doing it, the drugs that are that they're uh, 
And they're out. investing in fertility clinics. Yeah. So it's just multiple reasons for them, and we are being harmed by it, and our young people are, and we've got to stop it. So one last thing. Um, the I want to talk about where are Americans right now. Let's get to the bigger, the biggest issue of all. Where are Americans right now in belief in God? Well, there's something called the General Social Survey that's conducted periodically at the University of Chicago, so you can compare to results in the past. They just released this on May 17th, the latest survey of Americans' belief in God or not belief in God, and here's the top-line results. 7% of respondents say they don't believe in God. In effect, they're atheists. So 7%. Well, if you were on a college campus or media or government, you'd think it would be a lot higher than that. There's another 7% of Americans that identify as agnostic. They say basically you can't know, you know, one way or the other. 86% of Americans believe that say they believe in God or at least they believe in some higher power. And this is one of the things I found interesting. 50%, so one out of every two Americans say they have no doubts about God's existence. In other words, some people say, well, I think I believe in God, but... 50% say they have no doubts that they believe in God. So there's a lot of people that believe in God that's encouraging at it's encouraging at one sense, but we know as people that are uh, aspire to be biblical citizens that it depends how you what kind of God you actually believe in and rather than say anything more about that, I'm just going to quote from Romans chapter 1 starting verse 19. For what can be known about God is plain to them, all mankind, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. So they are without excuse, but although they knew God, they did not honor him as God and give thanks to him. They became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. So that's the challenge. We appreciate you listening to us today. Please listen to us next week. Goodbye. Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the Biblical Citizen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.